Welcome to Medicated Babbling with Janet Thomas. The rants, the laughs, and the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness. And as always, quick disclaimer before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind. I am just a person with a chronic illness and opinions, so let's get started. I know we all have tricks we use to make dealing with chronic illness that tiny bit better. We're in baby step territory here. And sometimes they seem, like, just too obvious to share... But things are only obvious once you know them, and I know people have blown my mind with the simplest of ideas, which, like I said, it was only simple because somebody pointed it out to me. Like I said, things just sound obvious once you hear them or see them, but yet none of us have the brain power to think of all the things all the time, and add brain fog to the equation and exhaustion, and like obvious and easy aren't words that they don't apply, yeah, they don't just not apply. I think they don't exist in my vocabulary anymore. Those are the things I'm looking at. I thought I'd just do two today. I don't know. I figure nobody needs a huge long list. These are two tips I've come up, that have come up in my world the last little while that I just thought I'd share. So the first one is a medical notebook. And this one is one of those that I wondered why I didn't do it sooner. So I have a notebook that's dedicated to my medical stuff, and it's not just for recording what the doctor says, but that is super helpful. It starts way before that. Like if I have an appointment coming up and, you know, three weeks from now and I think of a random thing, oh, I should ask them about this, or, you know, this is really bugging me, you know, sometimes and not others. I just write it down right then and there. I don't wait. I don't say, oh, I'll remember this. No, I won't remember it. So, I mean, I have a page that has, you know, that appointment three weeks from now, and I'll just start putting down random thoughts I have in the lead up to it. If I don't write it down, it's going to fall out of my brain, and I won't remember, and I'll be thinking, you know, what was the thing I wanted to ask? Or it wouldn't even occur to me at all until, like, I'm walking home from the appointment, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I meant to ask about, oh... And then, yeah, it always happens on the way out the door that you're just like, oh, yeah, there was that thing. I No, never mind. So, yeah. And then having an organized list when I go in, you know, I don't know if you guys get this. I often would get this from, you know, I get this from some doctors where it's, you know, one thing per appointment. You know, we only have a certain amount of time. We can't cram everything in. And I respect that. There is a certain amount of time, but you'd be surprised how many questions we can cram into an appointment if I'm organized and they're right there. It's like, what about this? What about this? If you're organized and can, you can get a lot done anyway. But yeah, I'm not saying it's magic. You don't always get through the whole list. Sometimes it's too long or the appointment was too short or whatever. So you have to come back. But you know, I now find that to be the exception, not the rule. Yeah, if I'm organized, things go faster. And I've also, you know, look at the list before the appointment and make sure the important things are at the top. So if I if something we don't get to, that's fine. I can wait, you know, till the next appointment. It's not my main concern. So it's not that bad to wait. And I mean, I'd heard of a concept of a medical notebook or bringing a pen and paper into the medical, into a medical appointment. But I was resistant to it for a long time. I don't really know why anymore. Maybe I thought they wouldn't approve. Like, it just didn't seem like something that was done. I didn't see anybody else doing it. It just didn't seem like something that was done. I don't know. Um, Now I wish I had done it earlier because people ask me medical history questions and I'm like, I don't know. And anytime I move somewhere and tell them to go get my records, they're like, nah, it's fine. You're not complicated. And then, yeah, never mind. Anyway, sometimes you turn out to be complicated, but I'm not bitter. Anyway, so yeah, most of the time I'd heard of it, like, you know, write down what the doctor says because... 
And that is smart too. I do that as well. Because I usually remember what they say and, you know, the nuance, but not always the nuance or my brain will start doing that thing. Like, did they say once a day or once a week? And you just being able to flip back and see, it's easy. It just makes you feel better, reassuring on everybody's part, probably on their part too, to know that I'm, you know, that I'll have a better chance of following the instructions. But yeah, like no doctor has ever been offended when I've pulled out like a pen and paper and most don't really seem to care one way or the other and some even seem to approve. So yeah, so if I don't know if that's what was holding me back before, but if that's what's holding you back, don't let it. It seems okay. And it's not just for me. Like it came in really handy when a friend of mine was, you know, in the hospital and yeah, I would write down the updates the doctor gave because I know I'd have to repeat it to family and you know, when you're stressed, I mean, whether you're stressed about yourself because you're going to the doctor or you're stressed because, you know, a family member or a friend is, you know, in the hospital or going to an appointment. Yeah, write that shit down. You Nobody's thinking clearly at that point. And you're stressed and worried. You've got other things going on. And that and the stressed and worried part is where I find some things can cycle out. And it's really nice to go back and say, oh, no, no, they said this. It's OK. Like, that's just a 5% chance of whatever, not a 50% chance. So it's nice because sometimes, yeah, sometimes anxiety in your brain and stress and everything just cycles things a little out of control. I keep saying notebook, but I, I don't care what you use. A physical book, a binder, a, a virtual one, an app on your phone, obviously medical data makes sure something's somewhat secure, but you know, whatever, you do you. But yeah, having one spot where I can jot down questions anytime I want to say at least a little bit organized, it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's great. I don't know why I didn't do that sooner. And the second one, I guess, is sort of in the same vein, like in terms of like following instructions. It's around taking medication. So again, feel the need to make the disclaimer again. I am not a doctor. I am not a pharmacist. Follow what their orders. Follow what they say. I am not, I'm not here to contradict them. But I've seen quite a few people around me either just like stop taking their meds. Please don't do that. Sometimes some meds have to be like tapered down and sometimes there's options or they really struggle with it and it really has an impact. Obviously, I don't know all the answers, but here's one that I found that has been useful for some people around me lately. And that's around the instruction of take with food. And this one seems easy. Take it with breakfast or dinner or whatever works for you. Or if it's twice a day with breakfast and dinner, I don't know what the instructions are. But I've seen people like do what it says, take it with a meal, and they still have issues. And like I said, then just stop taking them. <sighs> You're on these medications probably for a reason. Anyway, but that's that's a whole other issue. I don't know what to do about that. But yeah, you can get a bit creative within the instructions. There's a little bit of wiggle room. Like a friend of mine, she has to make sure there is food in her stomach before she takes her meds or her it's not good. She takes it in the middle of a meal or at the end of the meal. And it's, like I said, as long as she's got a little something in there, it's fine. But like that doesn't work for me for whatever reason. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But if I take my meds after I finish eating, my stomach is not happy. Okay, well, not all the time, but actually quite a bit of the time. I've learned to take it either right before I eat or in the middle of my meal because, yeah, stomach's not happy. I'm not happy. And I think it wouldn't matter. Like your stomach just turns everything up anyway, but it's just not good. It feels like if I take it at the end, it feels like the meds are like sitting on top of my food. And yeah, not good. So like I said, I take mine either right before or during my meal. I'm still taking it with food. You have to play around with it. Like I said, follow the doctor's orders or the pharmacist's orders. But you know, sometimes there's a, there's a little wriggle room. You can get a little bit creative in there. 
play around, see what works for you. Okay, that's it. That's all. I was keeping it simple this month. And I hope these tips help. Like I said, they seem really obvious, but sometimes obvious is revolutionary. If you want more, let me know. I seem to have a million tips for taking meds. I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that one, that one, that one. Oh, get a pillbox, do that. Oh, that type of pillbox. Oh, this one. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like my brain just went. I don't have the time or energy for all that. And I don't want to do a giant brain dump on you. So if you want more, there's more in my brain and probably more in the universe that I'll stumble across as time goes on. And as always, let's end on a dash of happy. So I am incredibly happy that it's cooling down and I won't melt into a puddle of heat exhaustion every time I go outside. So that makes everything much nicer. And that alone could be the dash of happy. That's more than a dash. Going out for walks is so much nicer now. The other day I took a walk in the early evening and I ended up in a park nearby that's got some like naturalized areas. So there's actually birds and bugs and frogs and stuff around. It just, I don't know how, it just sounded so nice. Like it was this little oasis in the middle of, of a city and it was just so nice. I couldn't hear any frogs. I think it's getting too cold for them. And the birds were obviously asleep, but the bugs were doing their things. And there were a few crunchy fall leaves underfoot. Like I said, it was just so nice, like a tiny little oasis. I recorded it on my phone. And if I was smart, I would have checked the audio before recording this, but that's not the way life happens for sometimes. So fingers crossed the recording will be okay. And I'll attach some of it to the end of the podcast. And like I said, it's still in the city, so it's not like all the city noises are gone. And someone really has to do something about those fucking motorbikes that are like so loud and zooming all around the highway. Anyway, like is, isn't there any noise restriction or anything? Like a bylaw, a ordinance, something? Because they are just so loud. Often at night, it sounds like there's bunches of them riding around, and that does hit my last nerve. But that doesn't belong in a dash of happy. That's a little mini rant there. I should switch gears. So clearly I have some issues with them. And I could hear one. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but I could hear one that was going around. But it was it was pretty muted, so... And I guess I'm doing all this to say that the, the magic of the moment of this little tiny nature oasis, it, it, the, the, it didn't even piss me off at the time. Apparently now it does, but at the time, I mean, I noticed it, but it didn't get me riled up. So it was a nice little peaceful moment. So like I said, I'm going to see if the audio quality is any good and fingers crossed it is. And if it is, I'll put a few minutes at the end of the podcast. So feel free to have like a nice little moment of peace and listen to it or skip through it to get to the next podcast. Uh, Either way, your choice. As always, please subscribe. There is no schedule. The, the schedule is once a month, usually at the end of the month sometime. That's as, that's as much of a schedule as I have. And speaking of the heat, October is usually when they change the air conditioning to heat in my building. There's usually a couple of weeks there where those great big condo windows turn my place into a greenhouse. Like, you know, like the windshield of a car in the summer makes the car into like a little oven? Yeah, like that. So <laughs> my place becomes almost unlivable and I won't know. I don't know if I'll have enough time to put out a podcast next month. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Do all the things we're supposed to do when we like something. Rate, review, social media. I honestly haven't had the bandwidth to do really any social media lately. But you can find me if you want to. Uh, search for Medicated Babbling on most of the things and uh, you'll find me. Except Twitter, where it's mbabbling. And as always, thanks to Fresh Kills, at Fresh Kills. You can find him online too for the intro and outro music and to the listeners for, for listening, I guess. 
That's what listeners do, by definition. Anyway, don't don't forget you matter. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. One, two, three, four, get it! One, two, three, four, get it!